Warning, this podcast contains ill-conceived exploration of missing livestock and unsanctioned cows. You have been warned. Welcome to Tell That One Story, an anecdotal podcast to brighten your day. I'm your co-host, Liz. And I'm Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. How's it going? Good. Just got back from camping for a week, which was a lot of fun. I went down to the Redwoods. That sounds fun. You were there for a week? Yeah. Without like a real bed or bathing? No. Well, it was like a campsite. It was car camping. So okay, we had an air mattress. You know, there's a shower nearby. They had like quarters, but there's a coin shortage. Did you know there's a coin shortage going on? Yeah, because nobody's using quarters anymore. After a pandemic, everyone wants to use digital. I mean, I have a mountain of coins that I'm sitting on. Stockpile. Hoard them. I like to feel like Smaug, the dragon, you know? (laughs) Is your bed just full of coins and you're like, I sleep on quarters. My bed is full of coins. Yeah. I mean, it's really (laughs) uncomfortable, but it's just about the principle. (laughs) I got to get a picture of that. It's hilarious. I want to hear more about your camping experience. Actually, I was going to talk about the fact that I got home and now I've got an ant infestation. Oh, the ant infestation that you totally didn't have before you left? I have ants walking around my screen monitor as we record this podcast. Jeremy, I think you need to come to terms with the ants need to be dealt with. Well, they are. This is my big update. The exterminator is coming tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. I did some research today. I made a bunch of phone calls, which was not fun because you call those numbers and you go to a call center and they are ruthless. Like they don't want to just answer your question. Oh, they want you to buy all the things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had to give them my name. Did you want to fumigate your entire home just in case? They're like, and you also get rats and you get spiders and you get, I just need ants. I just need ants. And all you also get a year long subscription that we charge monthly. And I was like, aren't you supposed to like, isn't this subscription thing reflective of the fact that you don't kill them the first time? Like you should. Oh, is this, are you saying you're going to do a poor job? Is that what you're saying right now? That's what I told the gal. And she flipped all the way around. She's like, no, this is like an added benefit you get. Can I just get the one treatment? You can't, you have to get at least, you know. The one year. Well, I think you could cancel it anytime, but she gave me like this. Well, we can give you this discount for $100 off the initial thing and X amount off the monthly payment, you know, if you sign up for a year. And I'm like, no, because you're not going to do anything for nine months. You know, if anything, you're going to do something the first day for for an hour and then maybe a thing an hour, a month or two later when you forgot about some ant somewhere. Jeremy taking down big exterma. You just like got to take him down. So I've got the exterminators and it's a complete racket. They want you to sign up for a year. And you know what? I did the math here. If I sign up for a year, I'm giving you about $600 for nothing. Just so you can give me $100 off. Bullshit. Oh my goodness. He knows math. Oh no. What did I do? What did I do? Escalated to management. We didn't anticipate him knowing math. <laughs> we know that they knew math. We just never thought they would use it. Yeah. <laughs> they weaponized it, sir. What do we do? We know what to do. It's a nice house you got there. It'd be a shame if some insects started to roam around. Just like a dude placing (laughs) tiny little ants all around your house. Walking around with like a little beehive or something. Like I'm going to release. Oh no, a rat. No. A cage of rats. Yeah. And they're like, we can't find an entrance. He sealed off everything. Just in a hole. Just a freaking brick through the window. And and then a rat comes through. He just threw a rat through the window. Like a rat just comes in. Like attached to a rock. Was that what happened? Because that sounds amazing. No, I love how my story was only just how these ants are everywhere. And okay, the challenge was I called the other person to get a price quote. I shit you not. They're all going to the same call center. 
I just would not be surprised if the one guy I talked to, his name was Ryan. The other girl was Cindy. And I'm pretty sure Ryan and Cindy were like sitting right by each other. How much did you get out of him? I don't know. How much did you get out of him? Did you get a credit card? Did you get a last name? Yeah. This guy. Oh, uh, this guy, right? He doesn't have it. He doesn't know what he's in for. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Send him the bees. What would be the worst? I don't think the bees would be the worst. Would like spiders be the worst? But see, the spiders can't fly. What if the bees are carrying spiders? My worst nightmare. So anyways, that's my life right now. So wait, where did we, where did you net out? You hired these folks that have a racket. I ended up going with the guy that I was like, hey, I just want you to come in and do it and check it like a month later. That's all I want to buy. He's like, here, just do this. He's like, I'll charge you this. It's like the one guy. He's probably some local dude. He's not this call center guy. No, it's not. Yeah. It's just like Joe who kills things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Joe likes to get paid for it. He's like the insect mercenary. Let's go. Yes. I have a dark thirst that needs to be <laughs> There's only one way. I try to use it for good. It's like Dexter, but with pesticides. Love it. Was there a story you wanted to tell tonight? So I do have a story for you tonight. I am 17. I have an extended family on my dad's side in Alabama and Georgia. Uh, good family. We get an Alabama, Georgia story. It's an Alabama, Georgia yes! story. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Woohoo. Is that what they say in Alabama? No. I don't know. It's actually technically going to be in a small town in Georgia. I just want to start by saying, like, I have a lot of relatives that live in the South. I have spent time in the South. I was technically born in Texas. I have a love-hate relationship with the South. The heat is questionable. So tell me more about this city in Georgia, this small little town you lived in. Okay. So it was the carpet capital of the United States for a while. What? Oh, no. You might be able to search it. Carpet capital of the United States? So it's kind of like a sleepy, slow town. But I have realized in the South, like, there is a vibe that is just super chill and slow. Everyone's chill. Like, you just can't, don't have the energy to be angry. You know, a different way than I am used to being, you know, from the North, or if you can call the Pacific Northwest the North. It's just the freaking weather, man. Like, it's so hot. It's so hot. You're just like, I, I, you know, even if I go from my air conditioning house into my air conditioning car, those are like five steps of me wearing a hot wool sweater, which is what it feels like when the air is that humid. <laughs> and then if I go from my air conditioning car to the air conditioning Target, I have to walk in the parking lot and now I need to shower again because I'm so sweaty. I imagine if you live there long enough, you get used to it in a way. Like my body was not acclimated, but it's just, man, it's just so hot. Was it humid too? Like were you breathing in steam? Oh yeah, it's so hot, humid. Oh, this is a great story. When I was a little kid and I went there, we were driving on the road and I got really warm in the back seat and I rolled down the window because that's what you do in the Pacific Northwest. When you're hot, you just roll down the window because even if it's warm, the cool air will come in. But there they were like, are you cold? Because it's got to just be. And I rolled down the window and it was like an oven was just pressing more hot air inside the car. Like it didn't it didn't work. I was like in a, a spaceship that is going to explore a volcanic region of space. Oh, my gosh. And all that's insulating us from... <laughs> The death heat of the sun uh, is this little car, and that is what it felt like. So I get, I get the slow vibe. But this story is really a story of Liz, who is a city girl, going to the farm. I'm not making fun of the South. It is more a fish out of water. It is a Liz out of city story. And also close enough to be with family who are going to tell you how it really is. On the compound, actually. So. This story starts with me visiting family. For a while there, we would have a family reunion in Alabama. And this is funny because I don't know if I, how much I want to tell about my family. But my grandparents grew up in a very small town. 
small towns, there's not a lot of people there. So my grandma and grandpa on my dad's side had siblings. So there were two brothers that married two sisters together. My family tree is a little like curled back in on itself. Intertwined. Intertwined, but like in a southern small town way, not in a creepy way. Just to to clarify, Mm -hmm. we used to have these other unions every year. We'd get those two families and their descendants together to celebrate family and see people we hadn't seen in a while. And it was really a big thing to that generation and then my dad's generation. But as they got to the younger generation, we were like, I'd rather do something else with my vacation time. So it kind of petered out a little bit. Anyway, I flew into town with my dad. My dad would go every year and he'd bring one of his daughters with him. And you were the lucky one to win that year. Exactly. So (laughs) I'm going for a week in the South. I think the family reunion was in Mobile, Alabama. And then we went to Georgia where we had family there. And I have a a cousin Mm -hmm. who was a doctor in a small town and had a big plot of land. And he had a house for him and his family and then had a smaller house built sort of on the same property, a little bit of ways that his parents were in. So my aunt and uncle. And then they had like a little trailer further down where our grandfather was. So there were like four generations, including his kids on this compound is what they called it. Compound. Which sounds like super militia. And it's just old Southern people. It's nothing very exciting. Thus the compound. Yeah, exactly. Like goats and chickens. I got there and it was really cool because they had a pool. If you are in a warm place, having a pool isn't as big of a deal as like, say, in Seattle. Lots of people have pools down there, right? Because you kind of have to. So just like dads do, sometimes they ruin it for everyone. So there was a dead frog in the pool. They like fished it out with a little like scoopy thing and then clean it out and it was fine. Yeah, They cleaned the frog out? Yeah, they took the frog out. It was enough chlorine. Who knows? Oh, they weren't cleaning the frog for like... No. Jeremy, they don't eat the frogs that are in the pool. Those are table frogs. That's different. Anyway, I am offended. So we scooped it out so it wouldn't be gross and like floating towards us. For a while, it was like, ah, swim away from it. And then my dad got out and got a big long stick and then scooped it out. Now, you've met my father. <laughs> this is this is ripe. My dad now has a net on a very long stick that has a frog in it that is dead. And mm-hmm. everyone thinks it's gross. And so he... <laughs> Dreams do come true. So he just goes around like... Us trying to swim away, but this this pool stick is designed to reach all across the pool, right? Magic, right? He, what, what can't he do with that frog? <laughs> so he's just running around the edge of the pool trying to like shove this dead frog in our faces. And we're trying to swim in every which way and go under. And he thinks it's so funny. My dad is the youngest in his family, as I am youngest in mine. So he definitely still has that like, ah, ah. My five-year-old self would have so much fun with your grown dad. And there was that moment because my aunt was there. She's 10 years older than him. And so for that brief flash, I could see the little boy freaking out his older sister with the frog. (laughs) So anyway, on this property, there were so many animals and I was really excited, but it was like animals, but not quite. Like all the chickens were black because they're New Zealand Mm -hmm. chickens. And instead of being in like a coop, they were just roaming free. Yeah, just like roaming around like, hey. And there was this one chicken who was a jerk. It was a big bully and would like beat up on the other chickens. And so he was going around pecking other chickens. I, maybe that's what the pecking order is. Who pecks who? Mm-hmm. Anyway, there was a bully chicken and there's and that's a thing. And so the bully chicken was in like a little timeout box. When I encountered it, it was in its little hot box, timeout box, his little prison. Her. 
He had like one of those little metal mugs and he was like rolling it back down, had a little harmonica. <laughs> she was singing chicken blues songs. Throwing a ball against the wall. Boom, 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 boom. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just like Hogan's Heroes or whatever. Wait, can I ask a question? Yeah. I- I've heard that there's a lot of bugs in the South. Were there a lot of bugs everywhere, like gross, big flying things well i mean there were bugs but like also there were fireflies we don't really have fireflies here so at night it was these magical lightning bugs everywhere and i was like ah it's just like the video games i play (laughs) because that's the context i work with nerd so catch them and i'll collect them and then i'll upgrade them for a suit of armor electric or something right that's how it works a dagger everyone does that right you don't you get a lightning dagger when you train in all the bugs what no, but maybe it's like a lot of bugs you got to collect to get the lightning dagger. <laughs> Otherwise, you just have the lightning shiv and it's not as good. Uh, I, lightning shiv. <laughs> I only got 20 bugs. That's a shiv. Mm-mm. That's a shiv's mm-hmm. worth, my friend. In the South, there are lots of bugs for sure. At least the part I'm mean, talking about the South as if it's like this one location. I have very limited experience. But where I was in Georgia, it was very muggy. It was very hot. Me and... The South and lots of old people mm-hmm. are hanging out and they're showing me around and I was like, oh, my gosh, look at this. this. But this isn't a farm because it was like acres of land and there was tall grassy areas like plains, mm-hmm. like in Magic the Gathering, you know, the plains and yeah. then the forests and also probably some swamp areas and like some rock. So basically all of you were like, this is magic in real life. The Gathering. <laughs> all of the mana cards were represented. But I do remember the tall grass plains and the uh, the forest just because it, it's not what I imagined when I think of farm, right? Yeah. When they weren't growing crops, they just had chickens and goats and some cows. And the cows would roam free and they would sometimes not see the cows for a few days. And I was like, well, what, what are the cows cool? Like, how do they eat? And they're like, well, they just, you know, I mean, we can feed them other stuff, but they can just like eat grass and graze. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't, but they're. You have wild cows? How do you, yeah, how do you get them back in? Do you have to break them like they do horses? Yeah, where's the horse to go round them up? Right, exactly. Well, they said, well, actually, we should go check on them. We're going to take our four-wheelers or ATVs. Do you want to come? And I was like, heck yeah, I do. So instead of horses, we drove these ATVs, which is like little go-karts with four wheels. No helmet or anything, of course not. And I'm just like, YOLO, as I do. And so I'm just shoot like it takes me a little bit to figure out how to drive it. Someone rides with me and then I get my own and then I'm just <laughs> shooting across the land and then I get into the fields where the grass is taller than me sitting on an ATV. So I'm just like blindly going through this, this tall grass, just pushing through like, woo, oh, turning left, turning right. Like, this is amazing. I mean, word. I could be making my own crop circle right then if there was a crop. Or you could be coming up on the very dangerous yeah, it's funny you should say that. So I'm going through the graphs. I'm turning left. I'm turning right. I'm trying to see if I could spell out Liz. I don't know what I was doing. I was probably cowgirl in it. Just yeah. high on the power and adventure. Woo! Yellow! L-I-Z! In the tall grass. And I get out and I walk two steps to the left and I nearly fall because there's a two by left, two to three feet was a giant hole what that was a divot there's a giant i mean somebody said it's a ditch but it was like a canyon that if i would have gone at full speed like i was i would have hit and had a different story to tell but i didn't and that's what's important would you have died 
Yep. So, I mean, maybe probably some brain damage because no helmet, right? But I would have been fine in many other ways. <laughs> Yolo, no. Oh, oh, my gosh. So I was suddenly like, okay, so drive away from the ditch. You were all by yourself. There was nobody else around there? I mean, there was other people in tall grass somewhere else. But I, I would shout and I don't think I heard anybody because we were all in different areas just like driving around. So I felt like very alone in that moment. But I was like, I bet I could jump this. So I think, but I didn't do it. Get out. I know, the story is how Liz dies in a ditch. I thought you were going to say the story. And then I go in reverse. I almost died. And then. No, sorry. Gear cups up. I lived by not doing that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. So, but there, man, there was a moment and I look back and I'm like, what are you, this is the first time you've ever driven one of those vehicles. No helmet. Driving at top speed through the grass that you can't see what's in front of you, which was really cool. Like, it's a cool experience if you know that there's nothing in front of you that could hurt you. It's flat. Like, if it's all flat. Right. And there are no animals or rocks or other things, but because it was just like, like the movies where they're going through corn and it's, it just like goes down in front of you. Yeah, it was really cool. And if someone was on the other side of it, I bet it would be terrifying, like a monster quickly coming through the weeds to come kill you. I was that monster. I felt so empowered. But I almost died because of a ditch. Realizing that I have mortality, some mortality. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I turn around and I'm like, OK, let me go away from the giant canyon, slowing down. But then I get a little bit more confident. I'm going a little bit faster, a little bit faster. No, no. And I see like, oh, there's trees. I'm going into the forest. I'm going out of the plains into the forest. Maybe the swamps and the mountains are beyond that again. You you ascended to the next mana level, (laughs) the next mana terrain. (laughs) Gosh, this is a magic joke. Heavy. Go buy a deck. (laughs) Podcast. Just if you don't get it, don't worry about it. So I'm driving really start to get faster, faster. And I see the woods and I'm like, oh, this is cool. So I come out and it's just this amazing movie scene of coming out and the grass reveals that there's this giant forest and right in front of me in the forest are like 15 cows and they all just (laughs) stop grazing mid graze and look at me and i you we had this moment i was like uh uh and i'm shocked because i just i do not expect to see cows in the woods like they're allowed there's no anti-cow thing there's no like for the woods like you're not allowed here Wood nymphs that are like, fuck who's allowed? Like, they're allowed. But I just don't expect to see woodland cows. You never see cows, like, in pictures in the forest. No, yeah. So no, they're, they're always in a field, exactly. right? Exactly. So they're, like, in the woods. And I come in. Uh, they're like, you found us. <laughs> and that's what it felt like I walked in on them. I felt so, like, like look at me. And I'll go, ah, because that's my reaction. And then they go, and then they all run and scatter. And I'm like, wait, no, wait. (laughs) Deeper into the forest, a different direction. I got this farm thing down. Wow. Did they run back into the forest, though? Because that would have made sense. Yeah, they ran further into the forest, away from me. So they were like, we're woodland cows now. You can't bring (laughs) us back. We're part of the forest. The forest fairies tell us that we can live here. Attack. They will kill none of our brethren again. Have a veggie patty. <laughs> oh, I like this militarized woodland cows fighting back against society. I picture little elves just throwing veggie patty, throwing stars from the woods, like, tell Fergie your face. <laughs> ah, ah, it's still frozen. It hurts. Where's everybody else? Like, were you out there with a bunch of other ATVers, like, 
you know, distant cousins and uncles and stuff like. Yeah, no, I'm a lone wolf. I go alone. I travel solo. YOLO solo. <laughs> I may have gotten lost. Solo YOLO. That's <laughs> me. So the cows run away into the woods and they have decided to become woodland cows forever. No, actually, I do go back to the house and explain that I saw these cows and I'm like freaking out like they were in the woods and they were like, blah, and I was like, blah, and they were like, and then they ran and then we were like, blah, and my family looks at me. Eh. <laughs> yeah, it's either like, oh, OK, so you did see them. Did they? They were alive. Do they look alive, I guess? Yeah. Nothing very exciting. And I'm like, but you did you know, But they were in the woods. Also, I almost died. I almost died. And they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, we should have mentioned the ditch. Like, for them, this is just how life is. And I'm like, this is amazing. I feel a little alive. And they're like, so you didn't bring the cows back? They told me they are woodland cows now forever. When, when do you bring these cows back, though? They just stay there in the woods. So the end of the story is no one ever gets the cows. I don't know. Maybe they're all dudes. I didn't really check. Maybe they're all dude cows. Well, I so you don't think there's any milk? Not in dude cows. That's in, no. I believe these are all dude cows oh. because they were not set up to milk cows every day. I think that's part of why it seems so weird is that they're black and white colored cows. Yeah. In the forest and they were just chilling. I, I mean, I have to imagine before humans used cows for milk that cows somehow were able to deal with their utter situation without us. So yeah. It shows like we're not used to cows in a non-sterile environment. Why don't you have robotic things attached to your nipples? What's going on? You're roaming free? They're a natural cows. Uh-huh. I think they were male. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Sorry, that's helpful for me. So these probably weren't milking cows. They were just slaughtering cows. Woodland cows. They were woodland cows. Woodland cows for the, the slaughtering. Woodland cows. For other things besides milking. Yes. I don't know. As far as I remember, they ran off into the woods and they lived happily ever after. Got it. And you were able to go home. You did not die in the cliff and your family was happy that you were alive. What do you think is the biggest moral of your story? Don't be a hen bully. It's the chicken part. You went back to the chickens after all that? Well, I mean, that's one. Not wear a helmet? No, I mean, to wear a helmet is important for many reasons. I am pro-helmet. I think it's important to, like, get the lay of the land before you bust out on your ATV through the grass. But, oh, man, Jeremy was so cool. <laughs> it's just like a movie. I felt so alive. What What about going ATVing in non-high yeah, I mean, grass? Maybe visibility? If you want to see. Jeremy... ATVing through high grass is just like life. I mean, we can only see where we've been. We can kind of see to the side of where we are, but we can't really see where we're going. We have an idea of where we're going because we can see it above the tall grass. There's sky and maybe trees. But really, ATV and tall grass is life. Wow. That, that was so deep. Wisdom. Life is like ATVing in tall grass. It's the moral of the story. You never know where you're going. ATV in tall grass. And you can't look ahead. You can only look back. And maybe decide, decide. Yeah. Well. Thank you for joining us. This has been another episode of Tell That One Story. I've been your co-host, Jeremy. I'm Liz. And go make a story. But before you do, I mean, after you do, email it to us at tellthatonestory at gmail.com and we can maybe read your story on the podcast. With your permission, of course. Yes. Share your embarrassing stories. I think if you email it to us, I think that gives us permission. Right. Well, I just want to say it out, out loud. Yeah, like as a legal disclaimer. Sure. Or an embarrassment disclaimer. Wah, wah.
yeah. You're going to go find cows on an ATV? I am, and I'm going to name them all, and we're going to run away together. And then, Jeremy, you'll understand finally why the cow jumped over the moon. Because it was like, YOLO! Whoa! I feel like there's a better joke I can do there. Moolo! No. Moolo! Moolo! 